Here today we're continuing the message series, <clears throat> The Greater Yes, Hero in the Making. And here's the truth. I don't think anybody has to be told this. Life is a definite journey. Life is a constant battle of ups and downs, good days and bad days. That's just, we're wandering through. And the reality is, in life, we were created to, in relationships. That's how God hardwired us. He hardwired us for relationships. Ultimately, our relationship with God and our relationship with other people. We need and we have a desire, intimate desire within ourselves to have relationships. And one of the most compelling aspects that I see throughout the Bible from Genesis to Revelation is that God is constantly working through messed up and imperfect people to make something amazing, to make unbelievable things happen. That's what the Bible is. The Bible is a whole bunch of mess-ups, imperfect people that God used for extraordinary things. And being flawed ourselves, being a whole bunch of messed up people ourselves, if you're anything like me, this allows us to make a personal connection, I believe, to those in the Bible who in our constant need for, our, for mercy, our constant need for inspiration, our constant need for God to do something within our own life. Today we're going to be exploring the journey of a man by the name of Jacob. Last week we talked about his twin brother Esau. And Jacob's journey is a journey of ups and downs, highs and lows. Jacob was a man who constantly questioned God, are you there? God, are you who you say you are? God, why should I follow you? He was a man who wrestled with, the God, with God himself. And then his journey, it helps us see and understand how God created us. How he hardwired us for, with something special in mind. Something that he wants to do with our personality, our life situations, and our weaknesses. And he wants to create it into something that transforms the world. You see, God is creating us to be heroes in this world. He is writing your story. God is relentlessly pursuing you. Whether you realize it or not, whether you feel it or not, whether you understand it or not, the creator of everything that is has a story for your life. He relentlessly pursues you. Years ago, I went to this theater. And in this theater, we watched this play, but then you had a choice. Towards halfway through the play, then the play took a break. And then it went through different scenarios of how this play could end. And then it went to the vote of the, of the audience. And the vote all raised their hand or, or cheered for which ending they want or they felt it would be. And then how that theater, how that play ended was all based upon the popular vote of the audience. And that's how the play ended. You know, I think so often we walk through life just like that. You see, God is writing your story. He's writing your story in the way that he created you. But so often what tends to happen, just like in that theater, we kind of get to this point saying, well, I want this to be my story. This is what the world sees. This is the popular opinion of the world or whatever it may be. And then we allow the world or we allow our own heart and our mind to begin to write our story opposite from the story that God has for us. And so often we miss out on God's best. Why? Not because he stopped working, but because we interrupted his, his authorship to write the story of our life, the story we want. 
But can I just tell you something? God, the creator of everything that is, created you. He created you uniquely with a personality, with talents, with, with, with gifts, that he is hardwired for something amazing. We are people who are constantly being shaped by our experiences. We are constantly being shaped by our challenges. And most importantly, we are constantly being chased by God himself. David in the Old Testament, who was a man who had many ups and downs, highs and lows, good days and bad days, wrote this in Psalm 139 about God creating us. Look what, it's, look what he wrote beginning in verse 13. For you created my inmost being. You knit me together in my mother's womb. I praise you because I am fearfully and wonderfully made. Your works are wonderful. I know that full well. My frame was not hidden from you when I was made in the secret place. When I was woven together in the depths of the earth, your eyes saw my unformed body. All the days ordained for me were written in your book before one of them came to be. David here re reveals how God has hardwired us for a connection with him. How God is constantly working within us. How God is writing your story. From the moment you were in your mother's belly, God was writing your story. But like Jacob that we'll be talking about here today, so often we try to write our own story. So often we question God. But we need to understand this fundamental truth. You are a special blueprint of God himself. You are a master design of the master designer himself. God is writing your story. So never overlook this truth. The most basic truth in the Bible. God created you. He created you. The God of the heavens, the God of everything that is, the master designer created you. That's what David wrote in Psalm 139. And God knows every detail about you. He knows the number of hairs on your head. He knows how many hairs fell off your head this morning. He knows every thought you have. Every thought you had last night, this morning. He knows them all. He knows everything about you. And here's the crazy wild truth. God sees you in the way that he created you. But you know what tends to happen? So often we get a skewed view of ourself. Because we begin to try to write our own story. We try to write the story that we want or what we feel the world is pulling us towards, opposite from what God wants. And then what tends to happen because of that, we start to believe I am statements about ourselves. Every one of us has I am statements that we believe about ourselves. How you look at yourself in the mirror, the things you tell yourself in the lonely quietness of the dark, all those things you put into your mind. And then what tends to happen these I am statements become your truth. You see, we all have them. I'm too fat. I'm too skinny. I'm smart. I'm dumb. I'm all that. Whatever it might be, every one of us has I am statements that we have flooded our minds with about ourselves, how we view ourselves, and we say it so often that then we begin to believe it, and before you know it, your I am statements become your truth, even though it's not truth at all. 
And so often we write our story based upon how we view ourselves. Then we think this is how other people view me. And then before you know it, you think this is how God views me. Because then you think this I am statement is my truth. But it is not. That is a lie. Stop believing the lies that the devil has flooded into your, your mind. Because so often we believe our own I am statements that we lose sight of the you are statements from the creator himself. You are my child. You are my creation. You are somebody that I am writing a story for. You are somebody that I died for. Stop believing the I am statements. They are false. They are lies from the pit of hell. You are a child of God. And so often, we write our stories based upon what we think we are rather than the God himself says you are. My friends, I'm here to tell you we are who God says we are. We are who the creator says we are. Stop believing those lies. Stop believing them. You are a child of God. See, Jacob... I think he started to believe those statements, believing the struggles that he had, believing the, who he thought he was, and, and he went through this whole journey. He was in this constant battle with God. He was constantly wrestling with God. He was constantly going up and down with God. He was constantly saying, God, are you there? Are you true? Are you who you say you are? And his whole journey was of one day after another wrestling match with the creator himself. The creator who was relentlessly pursuing him. The creator who was saying, I have a story for your life. Jacob kept trying to write his own story. And I think so often, if you're like me, we're, we're very much like Jacob. We're constantly battling with God. We're constantly wrestling with God. We're constantly trying to write the story that we want in a battle with God. And Jacob's story began even before he was born. His father, Isaac, prayed for him. In Genesis 25, 21, it says this, Isaac prayed to the Lord on behalf of his wife because she was childless. And the Lord answered his prayer and his wife, Rebecca, became pregnant. From that moment on, from that prayer on, throughout his whole journey, we see God orchestrate Jacob's life. We see God working in amazing ways. And can I just tell you, I believe whether you see it or not, whether you understand it or not, God is orchestrating your life. He is. See, God's understanding is so far above our own understanding. His ways are above our ways. And sometimes we don't get it. I know. Sometimes we don't understand it. Sometimes we're not completely on board with them. We're just like, God, I don't like this. But God has plans for you. Plans for a future, plans to help you prosper, plans to give you life even beyond we can comprehend. And sometimes while God creates us, we're still trying to write our story. We're still trying to do our own thing. So can I just pause here for a moment and just ask you a question? Are you open to God's purpose for your life? Are you open to see the story that God wants to unfold for you? Are you so focused on what you want? Are you so focused on what you make yourself believe with your own I am statements? God has something tremendous for you. The journey is all about engaging the creator of everything that is. Running towards him rather than running towards your own heart. David, again, wrote this in Psalm 119. 
Your hands made me, informed me. Give me understanding to learn your commands. You see, David was a man who had many ups and downs. He made some pretty poor choices throughout his life. But through it all, David constantly learned and understood the importance of just trusting God more than he trusted himself. And I don't know about you, but the more I try to trust myself and what I feel is right or what I want to do, the more I find myself messed up and in in situations that I didn't want to be in. But every time, even when I didn't understand it, even when I didn't, in the bottom of my heart, necessarily agree with it, I trusted God, he always came through. He always came through and revealed himself to me. You know, this can be a really difficult path because we can doubt and we can resist God and we can try to push him, to push him away. But if we allow God to shape our story, to shape our future, watch out what he begins to do. And that's what he did in Jacob's life. We need to know ultimately that God shapes you. He is the one who is shaping you. And and we struggle with that. We struggle with trusting him and we struggle with wrestling with him because the questions that flood our minds. Trust me, I've had these questions so often and sometimes they still pop in my my mind when, when days aren't going the way that you want them to, when life just isn't turning out the way that you hoped it to. So often we struggle with questions. God, Are you there? God, are you really speaking to me? God, are are you really on my side? Or are you just some big old giant up in the sky telling me what to do and what not to do and just trying to make my life miserable? God, where are you? Have you ever wrestled with questions like that? I'm going to be real, I do a lot. And if we're honest, I bet we all do a lot. And sometimes because of that, we, base, we try to write our own stories. And you know what? Jacob, in the Old Testament, he wrestled with that. As did so many people throughout the Bible wrestle with that. Why? We're all in the same life. We're all in the same world trying to get through this junky old life that we're in. Trying to seek something greater than ourselves. And during one of his journeys, Jacob, when he's trying to figure out, God, are you there? God, are you by my side? God, who are you? I mean, should I really follow you? Jacob fell asleep for the night. And while he was sleeping, the Bible says that he had a special communication from God. Whether it was through a vision or a dream, he became aware that there was actual communication between heaven and earth from God and man. Look at Genesis 28, verses 16 and 17. It says, when Jacob awoke from his sleep... He thought, surely the Lord is in, in this place. And I was not aware of it. He was afraid and said, how awesome is this place. This one, I'm sorry, this is none other than the house of God. This is the gate of heaven. You know what Jacob learned there? God is constantly trying to speak to us. God is relentlessly pursuing us. Even when we're not always pursuing him, he is always, always, always pursuing us. And in that moment, Jacob realized, I think God's on my side. I don't get it all. I'm stubborn. I'm prideful. I'm messed up. But God is always on my side. He's promising to guide me. He's promising me hope for the future. He's promising me greatness in life. 
Doesn't mean that Jacob got it all at that point. He didn't. And neither do we. You know why? Because it's a journey. It's a journey. And at this moment, Jacob was wrestling. He didn't necessarily know God. He didn't necessarily understand the fullness of God. But he was beginning to realize that God was there. That God was chasing him. He may not have been all in at this point. Like some of us, we're kind of in halfway, out halfway. God, I'm not quite sure where I'm at with you. Kind of, I'm in, I'm out. Your way, my way. My story, your story. And that's where Jacob was. But he was beginning to see God at work. And so with that, Jacob made a vow. He made a very interesting vow to God. Look at it, verses 20 and 21 of Genesis 28. Then Jacob made a vow saying this. If God will be with me and will watch over me on this journey, I am taking and will give me food to eat and clothes to wear so that I return safely to my father's household, then the Lord will be my God. Did you catch that? Jacob at this moment was kind of half in, half out. And so often I, I, I think I wrestle with prayers like that. If I want to be honest with you, there's times I pray prayers like that. Because you're just not sold out. You're just not sure, God, are you going to come through? God, is, is your word true? God, are you who you say you are? And it's almost like a prove it to me, God, moment. God, like Jacob said, okay, if you do this, God, if you supply my needs here, you come through for me in this way, did you catch it? Then you will be my God. It's almost like, okay, God, if you don't come through, I'm going to go my own way. I'm going to write my own story. And how often do we wrestle with that? We kind of put conditions on God's favor. God, you're my God if. What are those this for you? I mean, be real with this. Don't try to sugarcoat it. Don't try to hide it because we all have these ifs that we tend to pop up that we give to God. God, you will be my God if. I think we need to be honest with those. At some point, I think we need to lay those at his feet and just be real. God, I got to get rid of these ifs, these buts, these I don't knows, and just trust you. Because that's what it all comes back to is our ability to trust him, to mold us, to write his story for our life. You know, here are some important facts in Jacob's story that we see. Our spiritual journey is a journey. It's not going to be like tomorrow, everything's going to be great. It's a journey. But through it all, God is consistently, endlessly, relentlessly, and passionately pursuing you. Every day. But so often because we're so focused on our I am statements, because we're so focused on writing our own story, kind of tune them out. We box them out. And then we wonder, God, where are you? Why aren't you there? Just like Jacob. And Jacob's vows signifies kind of a willingness to go with God, but an uncertainty if God will come through for him. And I bet some of us are there right now. Kind of like a willingness to go with God, but there's a level of uncertainty if God, are you really who you say you are? Will you really come through the way that supposedly your, bio, your word says, that other people say? I mean, the Bible says in Isaiah 64 that the Lord our Father 
that we are the clay, that he is the potter, and that we are a work of his hand. If we just trust him as the master designer, the potter, to mold us, to shape us, to create within us what he desires, the story that he wants to unfold in our life. But so often we struggle with that. You know why we struggle with that? Because we limit God. I do all the time. The Bible says that God, Jesus, is the God who can move, make mountains move. He can knock giants down. If you just have faith as small of a, as a mustard seed, he can do unbelievable things in your life. Things that you think are incomprehensible, indescribable, impossible. He is the God of impossibilities. But so often what tends to happen, we limit God because we try to put him in the box of our own I am statements. Of what we think how things will play out. And Paul wrote in Romans 12 too, Do not conform to the pattern of this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. Then you will be able to test and approve what God's will is. His good, pleasing, and perfect will. You see, God says, don't go with the world. Don't allow the world to write your story. I want to write your story. I'm your creator. I have something amazing for you. And I can renew your mind. You think, you can't, God. I, this is who I am. I built these I am statements. This is my truth. God says, no, you are my child. He is the God that can renew your mind. Let's not limit God to our I am statements. Stop limiting God to the story that you think things will play out. He is the God of impossibilities. And he desires to renew our minds, to shape us, to transform us into his likeness, into the way that he designed us to be. To experience the fullness of who he is. God is shaping us. Don't allow the world to shape you. Don't allow your thoughts to shape you. Your feelings shape you. Allow the God who designed you shape you. In Jacob's story, his journey was a whole big wrestling match with God. And I think so often we're wrestling with God too. All the time. I want my way. You know, God, I'll try to give it to you. And we're constantly wrestling with him. And Jacob's story was revealed in this one massive throwdown WWF or WWE today, whatever they call it, massive battle between God and Jacob. In Genesis 32, verses 24 to 28, the Bible says, so Jacob was left alone and a man wrestled with him till daybreak. When the man saw that he could not overpower him, he touched the socket of Jacob's hip so that his hip was wrenched as he wrestled with the man. Then the man said, let me go for it's daybreak. But Jacob replied, I will not let you go unless you bless me. The man asked him, what is your name? And Jacob answered, the man said, um, uh, I'm sorry, the man asked, what is your name? And Jacob answered, the man said, your name will no longer be Jacob, but Israel, because you have struggled with God and with humans and have overcome. In the loneliness of the dark, Jacob was met by this unnamed visitor who he wrestled with. See, in this moment, it was revealed his whole journey. This constant wrestling match with God that I think we're all in. We wrestle with God because we want God to, on our terms. We want God to write our story our way. 
And God's wrestling with us. No, just give it to me. And here in this titanic of a struggle, Jacob came to realize his own weaknesses and the superiority and the amazingness and the, and the unbelievable greatness of God himself. And at this moment, he turned it over. Jacob transformed from a man who says, I don't know God. I didn't know you could do this. I'm not sure about you. I'm just not 100% certain about you, God. He was transformed in this moment to God, I can't let you go. This visitor said, just let me go. I can't, Jacob said. You're just too good. And at some point in our wrestling match with God, we need to see the ultimate ability and greatness of who he is and transform our hearts like Jacob to rather than wrestling him, a place where, God, I just can't let you go. You are too good. You see, just like Jacob, God is writing your story. Throughout this whole journey, God was writing his story, revealing to who he was, who God intended him to be. And throughout this story, God showed, I have something great for you. In Genesis 35, it was revealed, it says, after Jacob returned from Padan Haram, God appeared to him again and blessed him. God said to him, your name is Jacob, but you will no longer be called Jacob. You, your name will be Israel. So he named him Israel. And God said to him, I am God Almighty. Be fruitful and increase in number. A nation and a community of nations will come from you. And kings will be among your descendants. You see, Jake, God began to reveal Jacob. I have a tremendous story for you. The nation, my future of Israel, will come through you. God has something amazing for you. He is writing your story. Stop wrestling with him. Stop trying to write your own story and see who he is. It's written in 1 Peter 2, 9. You are a chosen people, a royal priesthood, a holy nation, God's special possession, that you may declare the praises of him who called you out of darkness into his wonderful light. See, God wants to make a tremendous impact through your life. He wants to make a tremendous impact, no pun intended, in your heart. If you'll just allow him, if you'll just trust him, God is calling us to be the light in the world. But we gotta be careful because the world is trying to write our story. The world is trying to tell you what your story is. The world is trying to get you to believe your own I am statements. Don't trust those. Don't believe those because God, the creator of everything is, said you are. Paul wrote this to Timothy in 1 Timothy 4, verse 16. Watch your life and doctrine closely. Preserve in them because if you do, persevere in them because if you do, you will save both yourself and your hearers. Don't trust the world. Don't trust your feelings. Don't trust your I am statements. Why don't you trust the God who made you? The God who created you. Put those excuses away. Don't allow fear to grip you and to consume you. Transform your unbelief. Knock down your pride and see who you are through the eyes of God himself. Like Jacob, so often we're wrestling with him. Like Jacob, so often we wrestle with questions of who he is and if he's true and if he'll really come through for us. 
And like Jacob, if you just embrace him, you will see who he is and you will see who you are through him. You are who the Father says you are. You are his child. And through him, you have an amazing story that he's writing for you. Let's pray together. Father, in this moment we come to you. Lord, like Jacob, so often we wrestle with questions. Wrestle with your existence. Wrestle with if your word is true. Wrestle with if you're really there helping us or if you're just kind of make our life miserable. And like Jacob, so often we just wrestle you to get what we want. But Lord, through Jacob's journey, may we see you through our journey. May we see the life that you want to give to us, the goodness that you provide. Lord, write our story. May we experience you. It's in your name we pray. Amen. Thank you.